Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today, coming at you live from my new home studio for That Sounds Fun. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torin Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven. Today on the show is one of my all-time, all-time, 20 years, favorite author, John Eldridge. I don't know how many of his books you've got to read. I hope you've gotten to read them all, but he is just an incredible um, prophetic and loving and kind and Jesus-centered voice for us for many years, but particularly in this time. He and I sat down and recorded this episode when he was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. So it was before the coronavirus really became the pandemic that it is. But I think this conversation is still so fitting as God would do for us. It's still so fitting and so good. So please enjoy this conversation with our new friend, one of my heroes and author of the new book, Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. Here is John Eldridge. Thank you for being here, John. Yeah, thank you. I'm so you. grateful. I can't, yeah, I feel it's not appropriate to even call you John. I mean, that's hard for me to be like, Mr. Eldridge. <laughs> so I'm just, if it's okay, I'll call you John. If please, you'd like me to call you Mr. Eldridge, please. I would happily do it. Mr. Eldridge is my father. Okay. <laughs> Before we started, I told you I wanted to embarrass myself in front of everyone and tell you I'm just such a huge fan of your work. And so I brought my two favorites. Oh, wow. Look at, I mean, I just need you to look at Journey of Desire and what it's been through. I love that. I've had it since... I mean, like my name in the front is even Look at that. wet. It, it got dropped in the bathtub. <laughs> but I mean, this like changed my life in college. Wow. And sent, I've probably read it. I've probably read Journey of Desire 10 times. Come on. And it has just super impacted who I allow myself to be. Wow. So so you start, is, this isn't your first book though. Journey, second. Second. Was first <clears throat> Wild at Heart? Sacred Romance. Sacred Romance. That one's great too. Oh, I'd love Sacred Romance, yeah. too. Yeah. So, and, but Wild at Heart has so, sold like 4 million copies. A lot of copies. What do you do with that in your head? I don't have a book that sold anything like that. I, I don't do anything with it, yeah. really. You, you know, you, I don't. You get those sales reports from the... Right. I never read those. You don't read them at all? No. No, no, no. no. It's a roller... Co- it's like watching the stock market. Right, it's like, right. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's not good for yeah, me. Yeah, Other people are able to do that really well, but I, I don't know. It, I just don't read it. I, yeah, I find um, it, it. That's a little bit how I feel about reviews on of books. Right. It's because you're like, I, right. I finished it. I can't. I can't fix the thing you wish I could fix. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's out there. Exactly. I'm going to let you have your opinion and share it. Yeah. I can't repair the part that yes. you think is broken. <laughs> yes. I like C.S. Lewis's comment. He he said that authors look at book reviewers like the way hydrants look at dogs. <laughs> right. You're going to be on me. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, so good. Yeah. So my pastor here in Nashville is named Kevin Queen. We call him the pastor of the pod. He comes around a lot. And Sunday, before he knew we were doing this, Sunday, he called me on the way to church and said, I've got to read you this quote and read a quote from Get Your Life Back. Come on. Right. And he said, John Eldridge is one of our people. Oh. And I was like, and so let me tell you what he means by that. And you awesome. tell me if it's true. Yeah. Kevin talks about prayer and revival. That's what he talks about. So if you're one of his people, he must sense a connection you have with God that he would like to have with God. So tell me, when you wake up in the morning, what is your 
what is, I don't like using the word quiet time. I think it's cheesy. What's, but what is your quiet, what's your connection mm. time look like with God mm. just as a person? So before I get out of bed, I am usually starting to pray. And it's, I know that sounds like super no, spiritual, I love but, it. but it's because I need to. Mm. And it, I usually start with Jesus in me, live this day. Mm. Christ in me. Yeah. I, I need you. I can't pull this off. I, I need you. Jesus right. in me. And then I discipline myself not to look at this little baby <sighs> right. first thing in the morning. Right. right? Put the phone away yep. and, and don't look at that. So I make some green tea. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I pray. And the first thing I do is like an aligning, you know, I kind of take my place in Christ again. And Are you walking or sitting? Are you inside, both, outside? Okay. Both, yeah, outside if I can be. Yeah. But um, Colorado, winter, yes. a little bit hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we actually have this thing called the Daily Prayer that, that's on our app. And yes. I, yeah, so I've developed that. And so that's my centering. That's what I do. And, okay. and I, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm collecting myself. I'm kind of coming in from all the places I've wandered. Uh-huh. And I am re-centering myself in Christ mm-hmm. um, before I'm praying about things, like right. about the day or about my kids or about, you know, before any of that, it is, I need your life, I need your love, come, you know, I pray for union, I pray for oneness. With Jesus. Yeah, with Jesus, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then and then there's usually, so I have a journal, mm-hmm. and I will put in my journal at the top of every year, I'll start a new journal, and the first page is kind of words that God has given me over the year. Mm-hmm. So here's what 2020 is about. Right. And and so just some reminders of, oh, yeah, okay, this is what we're doing, and this is who you are, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then I either journal or I read or I just, um, I, I beauty, like I am ravenous for beauty. Mm-hmm. And so I'll look out the window or listen to music and just kind of let beauty do its healing thing mm-hmm. in my soul. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my morning routine. I posted yesterday a picture of my iPad with the Lent devotional I'm reading. And I and you have experienced this as well, but the internet, you know, when I pic- put a picture of a chair and my Bible and an iPad, everyone wants to know, what's the fabric on the chair? What kind of Bible? Yeah. You know, so, yes. so I try to yes. preemptively answer all the things. Yes. And so I said, this is my iPad. And this is what I use in the mornings, and it doesn't have social media on it so that I'm not tempted yes. to be here instead of there, yes. right? Yes. And people were, oh, you took social media off your iPad? Oh, you don't, ha- you don't have social media with you in the mornings? And I thought, the only reason I know to do that is that there have been years that I have sat with Instagram yeah. tempting me constantly There you go. while I'm trying to read. There you go. Yeah. Are you totally anti-technology in the mornings? Like... What are some other ways we can use the resources, yep. but not be used by the resources? And yep, I'm not an anti-technology person, but I sure am a make it behave itself person. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, keep it in its corner kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, so after I do all that, then I'll check my phone. I need to kind of know what's going on, in, you know, in my day and in the yeah. world and that sort of thing. Check email, that sort of thing. But I actually don't do social media. Yeah, I know. I tried to tag you today, and I couldn't do it. There's nothing, <laughs> and you love it. Nothing. It's great. I just, my life is very full already. Yeah. You know, I don't have a lot of margin to give away, mm-hmm. and if you want some space in your life to still be human, yes, right, and, and let yourself be a human being, um, you, you got to fight for that real estate, mm-hmm. don't you? 
Yes. I mean, we're making, I've made some real drastic moves so far in 2020 of separating myself from social media. And okay, so tell me why. What moved you to do that? I, well, I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. And so I'm, I live at a house by myself. And I was realizing that I was spending an unbelievable amount of time looking at other people's lives. Yeah. Just because I was bored or yes. lonely. Yeah. And I didn't want to feel bored or lonely. Yes. And so I was yes. scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And, and I just went like, wait, this isn't, I miss reading books. Yes. And I, and I, I miss the quiet. It wasn't ever loud, but I miss the quiet of yes. nothing. Yes. And so, and so the new rules are that I do social media during working hours. Okay. In the long run, are we going to be sorry for the time we spend on social media? Because I think it helps too sometimes, right? See, I'm not an anti-social media person yeah. because that's I can see pictures of my grandkids. Right. And, you know, there's a place for it. Some people, their best friend lives in another country. Sure. You, you know, so there's a place, right? There. But as a therapist, I got really concerned when I started reading the data, direct correlation between rising anxiety and depression and your use of social media. Yes. Like the research is overwhelming now. Direct proportion right. of the amount of increase of social media use and the rise of anxiety and depression. And anti-anxiety drugs are the number one pharmaceutical in the world now. So, and I believe in, I believe in it. Yeah, I really do. Me too. I, I am pro-medical help. Mm-hmm. I really am. Stacy has used antidepressants for mm-hmm. years. We've been very open about that. When your neurochemistry is off, because the human body is broken, right. you need help. It's right. no different than taking vitamin C. However, I, the social media thing, oh, I have a choice. Right. Oh, that's different. I'm doing this to myself. I'm doing this to myself, John. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how I started feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like, I am I am causing myself to feel this. Yeah. What What would happen if... I, I'm not great at New Year's resolutions. I'm great at science experiments because I always want to see how they end. And so I said to myself at the beginning of the year, what would happen yes. if I didn't have social media outside of working hours? And so far... So far... So far, it's been great. And I'm more lonely. Which opens the opportunity for some honesty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we hide behind our busyness. Mm -hmm. We hide behind distraction. We're actually in love with it. We just got to... I mean, I'll just admit we're in love with the distraction. Right, right. Because it keeps me from facing my soul. Yeah. Right? That's what... I am mad that I didn't write down this page number, but in... In your and get your life back. There's a whole thing where you talk about the only way we can invite Jesus to heal our soul is if we are inside. The it, yes. He stands at the door and knocks, and yes. it is only if we're inside do we are we able to answer. This is a big idea. That's a big idea that you did in one paragraph. Yes, the door <laughs> opens from the inside. Right. Yeah. And, and I I I didn't know that. I mean, I've been a ther- therapist for almost thirty years. I didn't know that. But it was two summers ago that Jesus took me like on a road trip. Yeah. Um, I was fried. I was burnt. I, you know, and he said, you just need to get away. Grab your camping gear. Grab your fishing gear. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So took this wonderful week and just road tripped. And he kept, he kept taking me into emotional experiences, anger, you know, frustration, that sort of thing. I'm like, Lord, I thought this was supposed to be restorative. Right. I want to play. Right, you right. Know? And then he would say, well, but invite me in there. And what he was showing me was I needed to be present to the issues of my own soul mm-hmm. before I could get his help. 
because what I was doing was sort of like, it was like hostage negotiation. I was hiding in the dumpster down the street, <laughs> hiding behind it, and asking him to go do it. Yeah. Go over there. I know my soul needs help. Go over there and do it, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. yes. It wasn't working. He's like, no, no, no. You open the door to me from the inside. Mm-hmm. So you go feel that emotion again. You go back into that place, mm-hmm. open the door, and I'm very glad to come in. I mean, he, you know, he wants to come in. Yeah. Isn't that a fascinating thing? I I had never thought of it before until I read that passage and I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's where I feel disconnects with him where I go, hey, will you go solve that? Yes. And But I don't want to go feel any of that. Yes. So I'm sad about this, but I'm going to be over here yes. scrolling Instagram and asking you in yes. my journal to make it better. Yes. But I don't want to actually walk into that room that you have to make better. That's right. But the door opens yeah. from the inside. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's yeah. not modern technology that you can just click a button and the door is going to open and let him in. Yeah. We got to let him in. Yeah. How do people, I'm just thinking about my friends who are listening, who, who really love social media and love their phones. I do too. It's part of the problem mm-hmm. is there's an addiction to it. Sure. What's the, what's the benefit of taking a step back and how do we really do that? It feels like you can't. It well, feels like we can't step away. Well, but you're doing it. You're yeah. doing it. I'm trying. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're setting an example. And, and I, it's not total abstinence. I just, I think there's a, don't open it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Let yourself be human. Make a cup mm-hmm. of coffee. Look out the window. Say some prayers. Whatever it is that you need in the morning to just be human for a moment. Right. And then in the evening, some point in the evening everybody's technology goes off in the house. Mm-hmm. Your roommates, whoever it is, mm-hmm. family, 8 p.m., 9 p.m. In other words, give yourself the end of the day where you are not in a cyber world, mm-hmm. that you're in a real world. Right. To talk to real people or do real th- read a real book. Yeah. Right? Hold an actual book in your hands. Right. right? Or paint or do a puzzle or take a walk or, you know, play with your dog. Mm-hmm. Like, do real things. Mm-hmm. So much research on this. For one thing, you're going to sleep better because you shouldn't be looking at screens before you go to bed because okay. it messes up the sleep patterns. And if you want to sleep better, it's going to help. But also just like your soul, you come back to yourself mm-hmm. and there's God. Right. Like he's right there waiting for the conversation, waiting, you know, but I've been too spun up. Mm-hmm. I, the world we live in spins us up. We, everybody's just just spun up all day. So just turn it off in the evening, just 8, 9 p.m. You know, give yourself the last hour mm-hmm. to just say, okay, here's some space that is tech-free, morning and evening, and in that space, I get to be a person again. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's the human thing. It is. That we're missing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's really huge. And I didn't I did I kind of began to put all these pieces together because I, I didn't intend on writing this book. Uh-huh. I had other things in the in, in the idea, you know, in the project file, but I needed this. I needed this. I needed my life back. I needed mm-hmm. my soul back. So I just Jesus began to show me a number of, you know, simple things to do. And the and then and then I got to a place where I started sharing it with friends and they're like, Oh, you you ought to share this. But the revelation that I came to, Annie, was that, so Nicholas Carr's book, The Shallows, What mm-hmm. the Internet's Doing to Our Brain, the way that we're consuming media right now and our use of technology is literally retraining our brain. It's reshaping our brain to lose our attention span. Oh, wow. It's frag. It feels that way. Doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm embarrassed. I yeah. mean, it's fragmenting our attention span. Mm-hmm. 
Psalm 1 contrasts two different types of human experience. Um, Blessed is the person who is not caught up in their world, right? Right. But they are able to give God their attention, and they're like trees Mm. that are planted by a river. They're evergreen. Their leaves never wither. And then they compare it to, but the people who are totally spun up and completely in the world are so dried out, the next wind is going to blow them away. The next piece of bad news, the next crisis, the, you know, they're just, whoosh. and I'm like, I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. Like the world had dried me out mm-hmm. and, and I didn't like that. I want, And so the fascinating thing is, is the difference in those two people is the person who's the tree that's evergreen is able to give God their attention. But the whole world is trying to fragment your attention. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, it's working. People are losing their ability to give anything their attention for more than a couple moments. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's the assault on our humanity. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to encourage people, you know, now is, like, you get to be human again. Yeah. Really, like, it's okay. God cares about your humanness. He cares about your humanity. He cared about it so much he actually became Mm human human. Mm -hmm. So our humanity matters. Let's get it back. Right. So when you think about this, there may not be an answer to this, but when you're talking about Jesus and we think about when he was on the planet, were they as distracted just by other things than we are? No. No, they just weren't as distracted as we are. No, no, no. They dealt with different crises, but I... Okay, so the, the pace of human life in Jesus's day and for every era but the last hundred years. So for thousands of years of of human experience, the the pace of human life was three miles an hour. Really? Oh, because without... Because we walked. Oh my gosh. It was three miles an hour. Isn't that mind-blowing? Yes. And and I want to give credit, because I think it was Archibald Hart, the psychiatrist who, who wrote on this years and years ago, but he was showing that in the Gospels, we project a modern pace into it. But when it says, you know, Jesus left Jerusalem and went back up to Galilee, we go, oh, yeah, it took him three days on foot. Oh, wow. Three days. And there's nothing being told them. There's, you know, so Jesus doesn't go from one dramatic moment to the next dramatic moment to the confrontation, to the healing, to the, you know, discipleship. He doesn't do that. There is a human rhythm of life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was normal. Mm-hmm. In our moment, I, I uh, on our own podcast, I've been opening it recently by saying, this is a brutal time to be a human being. Mm. I really do think so. Yes. And, and God cares about your humanity. Mm-hmm. Maturity is not an option. Mm. Wholeheartedness isn't an option anymore. If you would survive this chaos, this chaotic age, w- we need to be people who are wholehearted, in our inner life, in our inner being, mm-hmm. and everything in this moment is designed to prevent that from happening. Yes. Right? It feels that. Yeah, okay. When so. you're talking about it, I'm going like, oh, those are the, like, yeah, that's what I have been longing for that I didn't have words for. Yeah. Is I just want to be more human. Yes, I think. exactly. <laughs> right. But yeah. then you are counterculture, which is what Jesus says will be anyway. But then you're counterculture yep. when you want to impact culture. Yep. Yep. And that's just a problem a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I like being loud in places where I can make a difference. Yeah, right on. But I'm losing my humanity. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus was able to go into Jerusalem. He was able to operate in, in the difficult heat, you know, the hot environment, but he didn't stay there. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the story of Easter week where he shows up in Jerusalem, but then he spends the night in Bethany. Yeah, right. Like there's a there's a humanity there, and and then the beautiful narrative of you know they were having dinner at, at, at Mary's house. Mm-hmm. Like he's just enjoying a meal with his friends. Yeah, you know it's he, he is aware of what he needs because he's making an impact in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. So all the more so. Yeah people who who want to care. And by the way, this is the other thing that really got me concerned. I think most people who care are now under empathy overload. Yes, you call it benevolent detachment. Yes. Yes. That's the Talk rescue. about this. Yes. Well, we're just exposed to way too much. We just know every we know everything. sad thing on every corner of the planet. I can't take it. I'm, yeah. I, I, we know. weren't meant to take it no. this much, right? No. 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 Yeah. No. No. And so it's good for us to just name this because we're so close to the, you know, with the forest, we can't see the trees, right? We, we are, we think our moment is fairly normal. Mm -hmm. Our moment is not normal. Mm -hmm. Human beings. Yeah, this is the only time we've been on the planet. So this is all we know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. But, but human beings did not know global news Mm -hmm. until quite recently. Mm -hmm. Right. And really the invention of the smartphone. Right. Because now it's delivered right here. It's in your palm. It's in your purse. It's, on, it's right there. Right. 1.9 billion animals have so far been killed in the Australia fires, mm-hmm. right? That's unbelievable. Like, I, my, my, my heart just breaks. I just go, what? And then the earthquakes in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you see, whoa, Syria. And, you know, and pretty soon you are just, um, it's not good for the soul to know that information. Mm-hmm. It actually isn't. But I think I think Christians in particular are feeling like, no, 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 we need to be like aware and informed. And go, friends, your soul is basically village-sized. Mm. Oh, that's it. Your soul is village-sized. You were meant to care. Right. And carry mm-hmm. the sorrows and, and, the, and, the, and the joys mm-hmm. and the news of a community of people, mm-hmm. not the whole world. Right. And so this was the other thing Jesus began to show me, and it, it, it comes from a pretty funny story, is I would come to Christ in prayer about anything, and, but he would, he would answer, John, give everyone and everything to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Lord, what I was talking about, you know. <laughs> All right. And he would just repeat it. Give everyone and everything to me. I'm telling you, this went on for months. Wow. Months. And I finally got irritated at it. I'm like, mm-hmm. stop saying that. Right. And I realized I, he was saying it because I wasn't doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think of myself as a fairly aware person, mm-hmm. you know. But I am so... My compassion had me so tangled up in the world and people and, and, you know, my aging mother and just all of it that I was, I was on empathy overload. Mm -hmm. I was, I was in compassion fatigue. And it's a very documentable thing of people who are caregivers and people in therapists, you know, the average therapist makes it like two and a half years. You know, it's brutal, right? But now it's everybody. Because now everybody's exposed to everything, right. right? So at some point in our day, at some point in our week, we have got to learn to let it go. 
Like literally, I give everyone mm-hmm. and everything to you, God. Mm-hmm. And to practice it, like riding a bike, you know, you're kind of wobbly at first, but as you kind of practice it, you get better at it. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I, I just left some wonderful meetings that I was in, but I was pretty spun up uh-huh. from it, right? Uh-huh. You're kind of, you know, right. and I'm, I'm driving over here to be with you and I want to think about what just happened sure. and process what just happened in my head. I'm replaying yeah. conversations and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus says, uh-uh, 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 Get, let it all go. Mm. Let it all go. It almost feels irresponsible. Right. But it is wonderful. It's, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, your soul just goes, thank you, thank you. Because you just believe that Jesus will remember what you don't remember. Yes. Okay. Right. And you, you believe that he is God and you are not, yeah. and he is saving the world and you are not, and all that. Yeah. Right? You believe that you are small and that's mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. right? Again, like you get to be human again. Right. You you were never designed to even know this information, let alone carry it all. Right. So benevolent detachment, big rescue. Yeah. I, even this morning with a, it's just a busy, I told you we're heading out on tour today. It's just a busy day. But this is right where I want to be, to be clear. This is right where I want to be. But I said to the Lord this morning, I was like, I just feel like I'm carrying a lot. And so if you are who you say you are, you say that I can give these to you. Yeah. So I'm just going to give them to you. And then I told you when you walked in that I did your pause app this morning. And the first thing it says is, I give everyone and everything to you, Jesus. And I just yes. started crying. Yes. I just went like, okay, I hand over this relational thing that feels confusing. And I yes. hand over all, all these things that felt like they went sideways yesterday. And I just go like... I don't even know exactly how to do this, except to say I'd rather you carry it than me. Yeah. Because you, because I just am choosing to believe yes. that you can handle this better than me. Yes. Yes. And yeah. also, I just don't like the symptoms. Right. I mean, this isn't like right. this isn't deep theology. I just don't like what it's doing to me. Yeah. That's right. The symptoms are I am completely overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. That's right. And I don't have to be. And I don't want to be. Right. And I don't need to be. And so, yeah, learning that give everyone and everything to you. And that's been big for us at bedtime. Yeah. Right? If you want to sleep, like, okay, I let it all go. That email I shouldn't have sent. Oh, I just obsess over stuff like that. Right? Why did I say that to that person? I yeah. shouldn't have said that. You know? <laughs> like, think before you say things, John. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, but you got to let it go. You got to let it go. Mm-hmm. You got to let it go. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with John to tell you about our partners making today's show possible. International Justice Mission has been partnering with us for the morning quarantine shows with Eddie Koffeltz. It is the largest anti-slavery organization in the world. They work to rescue people out of slavery and sex trafficking and walk with the survivors until they are restored and thriving in freedom. IJM really has felt it's their special privilege in this time to be sharing their brightest stories of hope with the world and to remind us all that on the other side of tragedy, there is hope. And today I want to share one of those stories with you. This month, in one rescue operation, 44 boys and 32 young men were set free from a jewelry factory where they were enslaved. All of them had been trafficked from their homes about a thousand miles from the facility. These men and boys were forced to labor in the factory day and night, making hundreds of pieces of gold jewelry, often handling terrible chemicals and breathing metal dust without protection. It was, in short, horrific. And yet here's the hope. When IJM and local officials brought the boys to a safe location, 
and arrest of the suspects who'd abused them. They were overwhelmed with joy. This week, IJM is sharing a video clip of how the boys and men responded when they were told they would get to go home. And believe me, it screams of hope. Y'all just get ready. Oh my gracious. This video shows the young men running around, excitedly gathering their belongings to take home and then surrounding IJM staff in a giant hug like they've just won the World Cup or something. Their hope is contagious, and that is what we have to keep doing, y'all, is sharing hope. So I wanted to share this with you. So go to IJM.org slash hope with us to see their video for yourself today and repost it to your friends. It'll make you smile, and I think it'll make your friends smile too. People need stories of hope right now. So go watch and share IJM.org slash hope with us. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Flamingo. Now listen, right before I got quarantined, I was at Target and the girl behind me was buying Flamingo razors. And I said to her, these are the best razors you will ever. And she said, yeah, I think they're made by the same people who make Harry's. And I was like, I actually know that. I know that is true. Women love to talk about these kind of things because y'all know there are some common struggles we have about our razors. They're too expensive. There can be too many options at the store. You don't know what's best for you. Even in these quarantine days, ladies, we still have the opportunity to shave our legs with the best razors. So Flamingo is a body care brand that makes an award-winning razor at half the price. They were started by a group of women at Harry's, as the girl at Target and I discussed, which is a men's shaving brand who wanted to create a better experience for women too, such as razors that are beautiful and affordable. I absolutely love my Flamingo razors, which is why I tell people in public that they should have them as well. They are so smooth. The The shave is really great. My I have not cut my knees in a long time, and I really love the way it feels in my hands. So try the Flamingo Shave Set for just $16. It's your entire shave routine, including Flamingo's award-winning razor, shave gel, and body lotion. Plus, they throw in a slip-free shower hook. And I'm telling you, shaving feels better when it's not overpriced, you guys. And with their 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try Flamingo risk-free and gets delivered right to your house so you don't have to go anywhere. It'll come right to you. Flamingo's in over a million bathrooms, and it can be in yours, too, for just $16 with free shipping today when you visit shopflamingo.com slash Annie. That's shopflamingo.com slash Annie. And now back to the show. Can we talk about hearing God? Because you've said multiple times that I know I love it. That's the other book of yours I brought that has been well-worn and well-folded back a million times is Walking with God about hearing Him. It is to me when people ask me about, say when they say to me, I want to hear God, mm-hmm. I tell them to read Walking with God. This is the number one resource I tell people to read. Everyone listening is on some spectrum with their relationship with God. Sure. Brand new to it, don't sure. know Him, but they're friends with us, so they're here. Sure. Or pastors and everything in between and past and all the things. What is your experience like hearing God and how have, how has that changed you to hear him? Well, I don't think it'd be helpful to start with my current experience. Okay, good. Because I didn't know this was available. I, I, uh, I had a pretty radical life. I was in the drug culture of the seventies, um, the hippie movement in LA and Mm -hmm. all that had a pretty wonderful encounter with Jesus when I was 19. And I went to, I got sucked in. God bless these people. These across the street neighbors invited me to go to church with them. And, and I, got, I got into a great Bible teaching church. These folks were awesome. But 
for the first 20 years of my life with God, I didn't know that I could hear his voice, except that I would experience it once in a while. Mm -hmm. I was in my 68 Volkswagen square back. I was uh -huh. on a road trip from LA to Montana. I ran out of gas outside Jackson, Wyoming. I'm a brand new believer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I guess I can pray, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I just pray. I'm like, Jesus, help. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm out of gas. And, and I heard in my heart, not an audible voice, but in my heart, inside, I heard, I'll bring you gas. Mm. I'm like, far out. Yeah. <laughs> so I went fishing. Uh-uh. And I come back two hours later, and there's a van full of hippies parked by my car. And they're like, hey, are you taking this campsite? I'm like, actually, I'm not camping here. I'm out of gas. And they're like, oh, we're going to town, man. We'll bring you some gas. I will bring you gas. So yeah. he did it a little bit in the beginning, but I didn't have anybody tell me that this was available. But you just believed it when you heard it, so you went fishing. Yeah. you're like, I won't worry. Yeah, exactly. Because Jesus said he'll bring yeah, me he gas. He just said. He okay. just said, yeah. And then it was it was about 20 years into it that I began to read a little bit more on this, you know, like uh, Leanne Payne's book, Dallas Willard's book on mm -hmm. hearing God. You start started going, wait a second, these other people are talking about a conversation, like you can actually learn to hear the voice of God for yourself. So dive into the scriptures. I'm like, really? John 10, uh, my sheep hear my voice. Yeah. My sheep hear my voice. Says it four times in there. Hebrews 3, today if you hear his voice. Twice, today if you hear his voice. And then the passage we were talking about earlier, I stand at the door and knock. Mm -hmm. If anyone hears my voice. And I'm wow. like, Gadzooks, it is right here. <laughs> right. It's in the scripture. And 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 so then I began to practice. Stacy and I began to practice. Because the thing is, is that life is way too complicated. Mm -hmm. It's it's part of the perfect storm of our moment. Life is way too complicated to figure it all out. Mm -hmm. And I was just really burned from trying to figure everything out. So we just ask and go, should we have my parents for Christmas? And we would just listen. Should we have my parents for, you know, and we began to practice it. And we get mm -hmm. it right sometimes and kind of get it wrong or I, I couldn't hear. I don't know. Was that God? Was that me? Yeah. But over time, so now let me bring you to the joy. Yeah. So you asked, how is it now? It is wonderful. Mm -hmm. The ability to hear Jesus speaking to you, the, not just for like high level questions, you know, should I quit my job or, but but just his interpretation of things. Jesus, what was that about? Mm. And, and letting him speak. Jesus, what are you saying over my life right now? Hearing words of love. Just, mm. just hearing him say, Annie, is enough to make your week, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. As it's yes. like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. So having cultivated it, it's, it is a rich... I, I just can't imagine living life without it now. Why do you... Talk about hearing Jesus over God. Well, so Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, I go think, here. I okay. want you to do this. I think we're meant to... This isn't uh, scary for anybody. I, I think we're meant to have a relationship with the Trinity, mm -hmm. but they're different Yeah, in their oneness. They're different. And the Father, the Father loves to speak to us about things like our worth mm -hmm. and who we are to Him and how much we matter. But Jesus is our shepherd. Mm -hmm. He is our captain, right? He, he is the commanding officer of the armies of God right now. Mm -hmm. And so when it's more about like mission and to do and solving things and do we go right or left and, do, you know, that's more Jesus because he is guiding us in our 
you know, navigation of this world at war. Mm-hmm. We live in a world at war. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, you know, it's, this is a gnarly time to be a human being. And so Jesus, my shepherd, what are you saying about this? Should I take this opportunity? Should I say no? What do you, you know? And then Holy Spirit is comforter, mm-hmm. counselor, right? And so, and also the revealer of the Trinity. Like, mm. Holy Spirit loves to reveal Jesus, and he loves to reveal the Father. Yeah. Holy Spirit is almost always turning the attention away from himself. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating. So he loves to exalt Jesus. Uh-huh. But Holy Spirit, Jesus says this, when I send the Spirit of truth, he will lead you into all truth. So when I'm really searching, searching for the truth on something, Holy Spirit, what are you showing me about mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. So I think as we mature in our life in God, we end up sort of experiencing the Trinity at different seasons mm-hmm. and in different ways, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and most people tend to gravitate towards one or the other. Yeah. Well, this is really going to blow your mind. I'm ready. So if you had a great relationship with your dad, you're going to gravitate toward father. Oh, wow. Yeah. But if you didn't have a great relationship with dad, you're not going to feel real close to the father. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you might feel more close to Jesus. The fascinating thing is, you know who shapes our openness to the Holy Spirit? No. Mom. Your mother. Interesting. Mom, who's our comforter. Right. Who is our counselor when we're young. Right. Wow. And so if you had great mom, you'll be a lot more open to Holy Spirit. If you didn't have good relationship with mom, you tend to be a little bit of, oh, I'm not sure about... Isn't that fascinating? That is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> so you'll see people tend to gravitate. Yeah. Churches tend yeah. to gravitate more towards one, you know, mm-hmm. see their father, son, or Holy Spirit thing. And I, what I want to develop in, in my life is just a kind of a, a maturity of, no, I, I want everything that's available. Yes, I want God. to know all of them. Yes, come yes. on. Yeah. So speak to me. What are you saying? Yeah. And, and and it was it was in my own soul work in recent in the recent you know twelve months. Jesus has been doing a lot of work on mother mm. and and my mother desolation in my life. I have no memories of my mother reading to me. Oh wow. I have no memories of her playing with me. So there's been this profound mother desolation, and I went, wait a second. Is that my aversion to the Holy Spirit? Because I haven't been super open. Wow. To, you know, and so it's opened up this wonderful thing of Holy Spirit. I want to know you. Yeah. I need you. Mm-hmm. You you are the Paraclete. You are. I I need you. Mm-hmm. Uh, come into my life. H- yeah. Help help me experience you more. That's so funny because I think people listening might say, the way you talk about hearing God, you would be quote very charismatic, which would imply a lot of relationship with Holy Spirit. Right. But you are just Isn't in a new place of getting yeah. to know yeah. Holy Spirit. Exactly. I yeah. often my when I was a freshman at Georgia, I had grown up at um, a Christian, and I just kind of walked into the ministry like, I mean, I know what you're going to say, but I'm here, you yes. know. And my small group leader, our first week says, "Tell me about the difference in your relationship between your relationship with God and your relationship with Jesus." And I was like, "What are you saying to me?" <laughs> like yes. it was literally like. You are blowing. No, no, no. I, there isn't. And but so it's just been yes. twenty years of yes. learning who's who for me yes. and what our individual relationships yes. are like. Which yes. sounds to some of our friends yes. who are newer to this is probably sounds yeah. crazy. But it's it's beautiful it's because so, it's I so need beautiful. them differently. Yes. Yes. Jesus and I. Jesus is so. I might cry saying this to you. Jesus is so protective of me in my dating life. Right. And and God is too, but Jesus yes. sits with me. Yes. And we have like Yes. Did you hear that? Yes. What did what does that yes. mean? Yes. And what do I do here? Yes. He's just so 
this deeply protective of me. Annie, it's supposed to be like that. That that's not meant to be unavailable. Hebrews one. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son. Mm-hmm whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, Jesus, the exact representation of his being. So Jesus is actually meant to be central right now. Mm -hmm. He's meant to be central in our lives. And so, you know, because we live in a world where God's back, God's in, we're we're in a massive pagan revival, you know, it's just everything. Yeah. Spirituality is totally acceptable. Right. Everyone is expected to have some spiritual yes. relationship. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so when people say God, I have no idea what they mean. Right. What is the <laughs> right. content of that word for you, yes, right? Yes. But when they say Jesus or what, so that's why I rarely I rarely use God anymore I, when I'm I use Jesus uh-huh. because it's like and you can you watch it startle the conversation. Right. Cuz he is so specific. Yes, he's, right? he's such one person. Yes. He is an actual person, yeah, right? Right. It is. It doesn't yeah. make it feel more specific. <clears throat> yeah. There's a verse that a friend shared with the staff at our church and I got to listen in on the thing and he talked about where it says that Jesus said he'll give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes. And so for me, a lot of times with the Holy Spirit right now, it's been like, okay, remind me what I know. Yep. What's the wisdom here? Yep. But tell me what I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I need Holy Spirit, I need you to tell me yes. what I don't know right here because yes. you can see what I can't see. Right. And so it just has, right. it feels like you get, I think you use this word, but it feels like you get more arsenal. You really do. To, to live this life that is very hard. You really do. When you pay attention yeah. to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Life's too complex, folks. You were never meant to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's emotionally draining to mm-hmm. try and figure everything out. Mm-hmm. So to, de- to begin to develop hearing the voice of God, what are you saying on this, Lord? Yeah. And Jesus, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, to cultivate that and... And don't start with like super dramatic questions. <laughs> right. When, when the drama's high, I have a very hard time hearing. Yeah. Right? So really? Like, yeah. Oh, I bet that. You that's know, me Jesus, too. do I have brain cancer? You know, mm-hmm. really hard question to hear on, right? right. Let's start right. with something a little more gentle, right? right? Don't start with, should I quit my job? Don't start with big, big stuff, right? Where do we start? Where do people start if they want to hear them? Let's start with, do you love me? Mm. Do you love me? Because you know from Scripture that the answer is yes. And so if you hear no, then you realize that someone else is in the room trying to accuse you. You go, well, that's not the voice of God, because the voice of God is never accusing, Romans Mm -hmm. 8.1. So start with simple things, um, stuff that's low stakes, just so the drama's low. You know, should we have our folks over to dinner this weekend? Do you want me to buy this dress? Do you... You know, small stuff, yeah. right? Where should I go yeah. on vacation this summer? Start with small stuff. Mm-hmm. Because when the drama's low, it's easier to hear. Oh, and here's another thing that's really helpful for learning to hear the voice of God is ask on someone else's behalf. Yes. It's super easy to hear yes. for other people. Oh, incredibly easier. Right? Well, because you're <laughs> yeah. not in it. Right. You're not in right. the drama. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So that's a wonderful way, like in your group or with your friends or whatever, someone has a need, they want to ask. Mm-hmm. Do some listening prayer on their behalf, and you go, it'll be so much easier for you to hear. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I hear from God. Yeah. That was easy. Yeah. I just have a harder time in my life 
and definitely when the drama is high, mm-hmm. right? So yes. start with things that just have less drama. To yeah, it. I, I, the big answers for me as well are always the ones that I'm like, this is, it's like I've never listened in my whole life. There's so many answers in my head. Right. But it is the everyday things yes. that seem, the conversations yes. that seem to yes. direct and flow. But yeah. there are people listening who are just going, but what if I hear them wrong? What hmm. if I'm wrong? Hmm. What do you say to them that are, they're, they're paralyzed in hearing God because they don't want to do it wrong? Hmm. You are deeply loved mm-hmm. and you're going to be fine. Start with that. I am deeply loved. I'm going to be okay. And that will help you relax enough to hear God. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. fine. God loves you. You're trying. You're good. That's why I'm always like, you guys, if you want to hear him. That's like when people say things to me, if they're concerned, what if I marry the wrong person or whatever? And I'm like... I don't think, I think you're asking the question that yes. makes it, you're going to be fine. Yes. If you want what God wants yes, for you, exactly. he isn't, yes. he isn't hard to figure out. And by the way, he has all kinds of access to you. Mm. Hearing his voice is one, scripture is another, but my goodness, he, I've had God speak to me through street signs, yeah, right? And songs on the radio mm. and, you know, a number of things. I mean, honestly, I was, I was in a coffee shop yesterday having a conversation with a man there was a difficult topic that was kind of looming mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, do I bring it up? Because yeah. it's going to be a real biggie. Right. If, if I open this up, it's a biggie. And I'm, I'm literally wondering that. And I look up and there's, it's a kind of hip, trendy c- coffee shop. And so they have a bunch of like old um, parking signs and uh-huh. stuff up on the ground. And, and, and there was a huge sign that just said, no. <laughs> I swear to you. Right behind this guy's head, uh-huh. you know, and I'm like, really? You want me to drop it? And I'm just looking at this sign that says no. And I'm like, okay, I won't bring it up. Yeah. I won't bring it up. That's, so, it. That's the thing people have to do that I would encourage. It's like, just trust what you're experiencing. The, trust it. Trust what you're experiencing. Yeah. If there's a big sign that says no, yeah. go with it. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking, yeah, I, yeah. my friends have heard me tell the story, but a couple of months ago, I went and saw Frozen 2. Yeah. Ve- John, no kidding. It was very much like I was at the post office and the Lord said, go see Frozen 2. And I was like... Well, that is a very weird yes. use of the next two hours of my life, yes. but I have the two hours, yes. and I don't know why you care, but I will go. Yes. It's like yes. before dinner. And, it, and and I can't tell you what that movie is about at all. I can tell you the one thing that changed my life is there was this one scene that I went like, oh, I had to see that today. There you go. But it is one of those where you just kind of have to like, yep. I, I, wild goose chase, like the yep. Gaelic people call the Holy yes. Spirit, right? And you yes. just go... I just have to go on this wild goose chase on the off chance yes. that this is God yes. and that he needs, he has a gift for yes. me today. Because yes. the other thing Pastor Kevin says that I think is true is if you're wrong, God will actually do something and show up for you Yes, because you're trying. Yes, exactly. Right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. this isn't a one-shot deal. Right. You don't get one chance at this. Right. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, gang, is you have to allow for the playfulness of God. Mm. Talk about that. I don't know. We've ever talked about the playfulness of God here. Jesus, it, most people read the Gospels without the personality of Jesus. I know. I wish an Enneagram 7 would have written just one of those books. I feel like we'd have gotten way more fun stories. Well, it, they're in there. They're in there. Yeah. So John 21, Let's. I want to show you the playfulness of Jesus in the Gospels because okay. he's hysterical. Yeah. He's, he's actually hysterical. It's resurrection. Easter, that's happened, so they've seen him, he's been around, but he's disappeared again. They're not quite sure where he went, so Uh the boys go fishing. 
And Jesus appears, they fish all night, no fish. Okay, well, this is the exact same scenario as how they met Jesus. Right. Three, three years earlier, fished all night, no fish. Same boat, same beach. Oh, wow. Jesus shows up in the morning, and he keeps them from recognizing him, okay, which is really playful. Yeah. They think he's just some tourist walking on the, and, and he says, hey, how's the fishing? And they're like, it's terrible. Uh-huh. I mean, he doesn't even reveal, you know, come thou right. unto me, right? <laughs> it's hysterical. You're like, Jesus, what are you setting this up for? How's uh-huh. the fishing kind of thing? They're like, it's terrible. Who's this joker? They just blow him off. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, try the other side. And they do, and bang, miraculous catch a fish, which is how they met him. So this is this right. beautiful replaying of the story, but it's also how Jesus sort of announces himself, uh-huh. and, and John goes, it's the Lord! <laughs> Peter's in the water. You see, Jesus is over there on the beach going, hey, fellas, uh-huh. it, it's a joke. Uh-huh. It's a sense of humor. It's right. playfulness of God. And then you start seeing it in the Gospels. You go, oh, my goodness, he's uh-huh. hysterical. I mean, you have a sense of humor. Where'd that yes. come from? Yeah, I know that I, it has to be from him. Yeah, right. I agree. I mean, where they bear the image of God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I am. Um, I'm reading the Gospels at once a month for the whole year. Oh, I'm looping nice. them once nice. a month, and I'm looking wow. for a theme each month. Yeah. So for March, I'm just going to ask Jesus to show me how funny he is. Oh my That's goodness. what I'm going to do for the whole. And I'm trying to do a different version each month of reading just yeah, to see different great. translations, That's but really good. I'm just going to ask him to show me how funny he is in March for the he, whole lap. He is so playful. Am I allowed man. to do that in Lent? Even yes, though I'm supposed yes, to be can. so sad in Lent. Yeah. Lent's not about being sad. <laughs> it's about just feeling your loss, right? Lent is about, we are completely unexercised, unpracticed, illiterate in waiting for anything. Yes. We don't wait for anything anymore. Mm-mm. Right? I mean, Amazon, one click, Prime. Right. It's showing up at my door tomorrow. That's right. Right? So Lent, to go without something that we enjoy, Mm -hmm. right? So you're giving up something for Lent, Mm -hmm. right? It's, you know, food, alcohol, self-reproach, something, right? right? We give up for Lent. Right. And, and, And then you have this wonderful expectation that on Easter Sunday, we are going to feast, or I get to use my phone again, uh-huh. or I, you know, what kind of thing. That's really good for the soul, because um, Romans say we're supposedly, we're supposedly waiting with this hopeful expectation for the return of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't we're terribly know waiting. anyone who is waiting with hopeful expectation no. for the return of Jesus. Right. It's a totally unexercised part of our soul because uh-huh. we don't wait hopefully for anything. Right. Right? Yeah. And so that's what Lent is meant for us to practice. So it's fine for me to ask Jesus to show me he's funny for March. <laughs> yes. And it, well, he already did. Frozen. Yeah. Come on, that's I mean, hysterical. That, I know. I couldn't believe right? it. I was like, it was like a five o'clock showing. There were four of us in there. I was like, yes. I'm just here because yes. the Lord told me yes. I was leaving the post yes. office yes. and I had the time. Yes. <laughs> And it's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, Those wild goose chases, it ended up being, I mean, it was about a five-hour thing from start to finish, and it has ended up transforming me mm. by the sentence at the end. Mm. I had to see the like 12 puzzle pieces to yes. get to the scripture at the end yes. that told me who, a, a piece of me that I didn't know to self-identify, yes. like, yeah. this is you. You wow. are this, and wow. you've got to stand in that. And and it, I mean, it's it's written on my mirror. I journaled about it again today, where I went. Beautiful. I'm feeling insecure, but you actually went out of your way to way tell me out of his way. Yeah, that I am not do not need to be insecure about this. So those wild goose chases are 
what life's about yeah, for me. Yeah. I think they're so fun. Letting Jesus be playful in your life is super fun. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It is, it, it's a gift you don't know you're going to get in this relationship. Yeah. You know things are going to be hard. You know you're going to learn to pray. You know you're going to get disciplines down, and you're going to learn to worship. You don't know you're going to get to play like this. Yes. Yeah. Playfulness. I think it's joy, so fun. Happiness. Yeah. I want us to talk about spending time outside, but can we do that for YouTube? Because I want people to yes. see you talk about yes. Yes. <laughs> the joys of yes. being outside. Yes, I love it. Because I think it's, and it's one of my favorite yes. chapters in the book. Is Stacy writing anymore? She's not planning on it. Okay. Was it just Captivating? Did we just no, get no, one? No, 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 no there's no. another she wrote, one. She wrote two other books. She okay. wrote Becoming Myself. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And she wrote Defiant Joy. Okay. I don't have Defiant Joy yeah. yet, but I do remember Becoming Myself. She's yeah. great at yes. writing, too. Yes, And how old are y'all's boys? Our sons are young marrieds. They're in. They're all in their late twenties. Uh huh. Yeah, starting their families. That's awesome. Are they yeah. all close to y'all? Do they live like uh, physically? Do they live in Colorado? They all moved away. Okay. Met their wives. Lived away. Okay. And then one by one, they all came back. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and we really we we said that is that there is no expectations of that. Yeah. Like we we bless your life. Go live your life. Walk with God. You yeah. have to follow God. Yeah. And so we were very hands-free mm-hmm. parenting in that regard. And then they all came back. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. We love it. We were talking with some friends in the office this week about the difference between losing a parent and losing a dog. And mm. one of the girls in the office said the most profound thing where she said, as an, if you lose a parent as an adult, and, and it, the timing is you're a grown-up, yes. hopefully your parents have raised you in a way that said, you don't need us anymore. Yes. Love us, but you don't need yes. us like you did. Yes. A dog you need every day. Yeah. And so for a tragic dog death, which yes. happened to one of my employees, for a tragic yes. dog death, it was, because she was saying she's lost her father and her dog. Yeah. She said, I, I feel bad how much more painful the dog felt when my, I had a year with my dad, we knew yes. he was sick and all that. Yeah. But it is that, that y'all have raised them that yes. they are independent and yes. free and they're choosing to yes. come be around you. Yep. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's just incredible. What made you turn some, because some of the best content from Get Your Life Back turned into an app that we can use yes. every day. Yes. Yeah. So it started with um, me and it started with Jesus saying, John, you never stop. Mm. You just go. You go all day, you just go. Writing, counseling. You go from phone call to yep. phone call, to yep. meeting to meeting, to counsel to this, to per- kind of, the, and even on your commute, you're catching up on podcasts, yes. getting the news, you could boom, boom, you know. He says, I just want to, I want you to just pause in your day, just pause. Because again, I could feel my soul. I didn't like what this world, the pace of life, the technology, I didn't like what it was doing to my soul. Yeah. And so I just was starting to pause in my day. Literally, it started as the one-minute pause, 60 Mm -hmm. seconds, just nothing. Just let my soul calm down. Let me come back to myself. Just end of the day, pull in the driveway. I don't have to jump out of the car and just, you know, Uh I can sit there, turn Mm -hmm. the engine off. I can sit there and just come back to myself, come back to God, let the day go, practice benevolent detachment, Mm -hmm. you know, just let it go, let it go, let it go. And it became so enriching that I started telling my family about it. They started doing it. Started telling my team about it. They started doing it. We we have monastery bells that ring in our offices now at ten and two every day. Right. Yeah. Ten and two, and it's very disruptive. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, you're going. You're in meetings. You're probably. going. Yeah. You're going, man. There's stuff to do. Yeah. I'm in the hallway. You. The, everybody agrees. You stop. Hmm. Sixty seconds. The whole staff reboot. Just recenter in Christ. 
60 seconds. Do you play the app over the same speakers nope. or you nope. just let everybody just think? Do it. Yeah. And then we're like, this is so helpful. And I had had this app. I, I really wanted to do something like this. There's no, there's no real Christian presence in the mindfulness space. Right. Yeah. And the other mindfulness apps are like super pagan and super weird and yeah. not helpful. <laughs> no. I mean, they're just not helpful. So we built this one-minute pause app, and it's got a one, a three, a five, and a 10-minute mm-hmm. option mm-hmm. in them. And it takes you through three steps, um, benevolent detachment. So it's just, there's some music, you settle down, you breathe. And then Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. you. So you just let it go for, okay. And then you um, heal my union with you, God, Mm -hmm. because the world assaults our union with God. Heal my union with you. And then I need you. Mm -hmm. I need you. Fill me, God. I need more of you. Mm -hmm. Saturate me with your love, with your life. Uh, and and it, it's the simplest thing in the world. It shows you how crazy our hour is that a one-minute pause would be like, ooh. Right, right. <laughs> like, what? Right. But we're at like 35,000 downloads. That's unbelievable. I mean, people are loving this Yes. Thing. It's free. It's free. That's the crazy part, John. It's free. It's All free. you got to do is just put it on your phone. Yeah. And and it mine alerts me. Yeah. To say, you can take set a pause. your notifications. I think yep. I want to pause at 10 and 2, mm-hmm. or I think I want to pause at 8 in the morning and 8 p.m., mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever works for you. You can set those set those things. So brilliant. And is it your voice on? I've only done the one minute. So yeah, I haven't yeah, done the three, me. five, and 10. Yeah, it's it's you. Oh, you're going to love the three. The three is so much better. Oh, really? Oh, the three is going to become your go to. <laughs> okay. And then the five is really spacious. Like you get into the five, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much room here. Mm. And the 10, it, you you do five minutes of the pause. And then the 10 minute option, it gives you kind of choose your own adventure. Halfway through, I ask, what do you need now? Do you need guidance? Mm. Do you need inner healing? Or do you need simply to worship? And then it will take you into five minutes of... Oh my God. I need guidance. I need, I, Lord, speak to me. Yeah. And I shed your light on this, you know, kind of so you're seeking guidance or inner healing. Lord, mm-hmm. I can I can feel fragmented. I, I know I'm, a, where are these tears from? Why, you know, whatever. And it kind of takes you into inner healing. So super helpful. That is incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Thank you for doing all that That's work. Awesome. My yeah. gracious, for free. Yeah. And you paid to build the app so it wasn't free. No, no, no. You paid so that we would be peaceful. $80,000. Oh my gosh. People go download this app. (laughs) John Elder spent $80,000 on it for us. Well, our ministry did. Because we knew our goal is we're here to heal human beings. Yeah, That's the Jesus Project. The Jesus Project is a restoration project. Mm -hmm. Heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free. And, And people's humanity is so fragmented right now. But we knew we had to meet them on their phones. Yes. Because everybody's got their phone. You know, you can tell people to get a book, but they're like, a book. <laughs> like that's an undertaking. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. But this, everybody's got this. Yeah. Right? And you go, we could take you through these pause experiences yeah. and it would actually heal your soul. Yes. Isn't that awesome? It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, that's how it was for me this morning. It, it made me cry. Yeah. Did you read the audiobook of Get Your Life Back? Yeah, I okay, did. Okay, great. So if people, yeah. they can read the book or they can listen to yes. your voice yep. reading us, Get yep. Your Life Back. Yep. And tell me about y'all's podcast. 
Yep. So we do a weekly as well. Yeah. Um, and it's around these things, the healing of your humanity. So we're, we're heart people, yep. right? Yep. And so it's, it's a lot of um, hearing from God or spiritual warfare. How's that coming? What are the agreements that you're making with the enemy? Things like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's navigating the inner life. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the best ways I've found to use my phone in the hours when I'm trying not to be on social media is play a podcast yes. that teaches me something yes. or that is just pure enjoyment. Yes. There are a couple that I listen to that just make me laugh. Yes. That are just, it, it right. isn't this like, it needs to be silent right. if you are not on social media. It's just like, right. no, listen to yeah. John talk about inner healing and, mm-hmm. and the having your heart whole while you're doing your laundry or a, I'm a yep. big puzzle person. Yes. While you're doing a puzzle, do just have, it's yes. okay to have, yeah. Something in the background. Yeah. Or music. Yeah. Music's really healing. Yeah. Music heals the soul. Beauty heals the soul. Mm-hmm. So if you are feeling frantic, put some beautiful music on. Like I listened to Handel's Messiah through Christmas uh-huh. over and over and Do over you? in my commute because I'm in my car and I can redeem that time. Mm-hmm. And just the, honestly, there's like brain research on just the, the, the beauty of orchestral choral music and like what it does for the brain, uh-huh. it's just so good. So yeah, you don't okay. have to just sit in silence, right? Right. It, you can do other things yeah. than your Instagram, right? That are, right. More, that are more healing for your soul. That's right. Yeah. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? No, this was okay. fantastic. Oh, you're kind. I, I can't tell you what a gift it feels like to get to do this. So It's you are, so joyful. Thank you. I yes. feel the same way. You are welcome here anytime. It's anytime you're so in Nashville, if joyful. you want to swing through. Thank you. The last question you always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, yeah. tell me what you guys do for fun. So we're, we're actually really big fun people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, love, we love to travel. Um, we love to play games. Uh-huh. So one of my total joy bombs right now is spike ball. Yes. Right? I've seen it. I've it's never played joy. it, but I've oh, seen oh it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's so freaking fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we at work, we let the team play spike ball out in the parking lot, yeah. and it's like an excused break, <laughs> you know, kind of like, because it's joy. It's it, yeah. it, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Hiking, rafting, canoeing, mountain biking, yeah. anything outdoors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The outside. Yeah, That's what we're going to talk about on YouTube. The outside is just... Outside. What a gift. Huge. Yeah. Um, thank you for doing this. I'm You're so welcome. Grateful. You're welcome. Oh, friends, don't you love John Eldridge? I know. Oh, my gracious. I feel so honored, so lucky that we got to chat with him. Make sure you grab a copy of his new book, Get Your Life Back, and download that pause app. I cannot tell you all how helpful it has become, um, even more so in these days for me to have that meditation there, to have him reading those words over me as I'm praying and as I'm meditating. So I would really, really suggest getting the pause app. Also, because John was in the studio with us, we have a little YouTube video where we talked more about the joys of being outside, which is one of the activities we are still able to do. So make sure you head over to youtube.com slash Annie F Downs TSF for that sounds fun. Annie F Downs TSF. And you will find all sorts of interviews with our guests who've been in the studios. But the new one today is with John. Hey, if you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my house, any of the places you may need me, that is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay in and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. We'll see you back here next week with two really great episodes talking to Ellie Holcomb and Charles Martin about 
the days we are in. So I think you're really going to enjoy those. Go wash your hands, take care of your neighbors, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend.